What's going on, my fellow A-plusers? Welcome back to a brand new episode of A-plus More Phenomenal, your weekly stop for your Power Rangers and Super Sentai review and news right here on our YouTube page, A-plus Opinions. As always, it is I, your More Phenomenal host, Adam Perez. We are, in fact, back with a brand new episode for you guys today. Kicking off our weekend right, guys. Happy Saturday. Um, I certainly hope you guys are enjoying your weekend so far. Hopefully, your week went fantastically well. And now you guys get to sit back, kick back a little bit enjoy your weekend we've got the super bowl tomorrow we've got some power rangers and super sentai talk to go ahead and start your weekend off right uh i mean man what what more could you certainly ask for right guys so thank you very much guys for certainly joining us here as always hey do us a quick favor man i'm gonna go ahead and jump into the live chat here in just a little bit but hey do us a favor hit that subscribe button if you love the content we're continuing to dish out give us a like and feel free to go ahead and follow us on social media right here at a plus opinions guys we're on facebook twitter uh, along with instagram so thank you very much, guys. Uh, let's see who's actually joining us today, man. Uh, it's good to be able to um, enjoy some Power Ranger talk with you guys. Once again, we've got Doomsday in the house. Bacon and Sushi certainly coming through. What's up, Scott? Nice to see your face around here a little bit more regularly and everything. Ultraman popping through. We got Not Ultra, Zachary's here, Sailor, and of course... Uh, oh, I already said Not Ultra. <laughs> uh, and he said, did you watch the Real Soldier movie? Did it come out? Did the Real Soldier movie come out yet? Uh, I have not watched it. Um, if it did come out, I'll go ahead and see if I can find the um, English subtitles for it. Um, but um, no, I have not watched it. Um, but let me, you know what? Now that you mentioned that, not ultra, I will go ahead and put that down. Let me go ahead and send myself a little message here um, to go ahead and actually watch that movie. Um, because that is one that I would like to sit down and watch. Uh, and actually perhaps maybe do a review for you guys in regards to that. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and look for a um, um, a English sub. And I'll go ahead and get that out to you guys. Uh, but, hey, man, listen, guys, we got a couple things we're definitely going to be getting into today. We've got some uh, new magazine scans for Kira Major with a, a much nicer look, I guess you can say, at the upcoming um, – um, mech of theirs, uh, the Karamazin and things like that. We're going to be getting into that. We've got Go Go Power Rangers issue number 28 that we're going to be breaking down and reviewing for you guys today. And of course, some Power Ranger discussion news for you guys. And I guess let's just go ahead and kick off with that right off the top. Listen, guys, you know, over the past um, week or so, uh, we've been getting some new information that um, there are some significant changes, certainly hope happening over at Hasbro when it comes to Power Rangers. Uh, we know that we recently just got ourselves a new executive producer uh, and Simon Bennett, who's um, now kind of stepping in also. Um, you know, I, I believe a couple weeks ago we did break down some of the episodes that he certainly uh, had his hand in in regards to directing and things like that. So clearly Simon um, certainly had a big significant role to play with Hasbro and Beast Morphers and has taken a little bit uh, of a bigger step up here um, going forward. But one of the questions that we have been kind of asking ourselves uh, over the past couple of weeks is, um, what's happening with Chip Lynn? You know, uh, is Chip Lynn in? Is Chiplin out? What is the situation? I don't think anybody's heard from Chiplin in regards to uh, where his position is as of right now. So uh, we are pretty much just still going off of speculation. But what I will say here is that this week, 
I believe some new information came out in regards to Austin St. John, uh, most recently at a Galaxy Con in Louisville, um, sometime in the middle of uh, middle or late December, if I'm not mistaken, uh, where he recently came out and talked a little bit about one of the reasons why he returned uh, to Power Rangers and really had a little bit of more information, I guess you can say, in regards to the Chip Lynn situation. So before we get into actually what um, Austin St. John said, uh, I do want to go ahead and highlight this article from, uh, I think this is Den of Geeks, if I'm not mistaken, denofgeeks.com, uh, where they're highlighting the idea that there are key Power Ranger executives are that are being transitioned out um, of the company. Um, now, whether that means they're being laid off or they're kind of stepping away on their own, um, that's certainly yet to be seen. But it definitely seems as though there are some changes um, certainly coming to Power Rangers uh, in the future. So the article says, a slowly but surely key creative talents on the Power Ranger brands have been leaving the franchise. It says things in the world of Power Rangers, uh, things are changing in the world of Power Rangers. When the franchise was sold by Saban to Hasbro in 2018, it was expected change uh, was coming, but it took until 2019 to really start to see the effects of the sale actually happening. It says, look, first in March 2019, Jason Bischoff, you know Jason Bischoff, the global fra uh, franchise director for Power Rangers. Uh, he had been with the franchise for three years, was let go. Uh, in July, we had Brian Casantini, uh, uh, who is the senior vice president of Power Rangers franchise development and productions for AllSpark Pictures and executive producers on uh, Power Rangers, Beast Morphers, and Super Ninja Steel. So some really big head honchos um, that have their hands uh, really connected to Power Rangers left the franchise after, it being, uh, after being with it for 10 years. Um... And then he, I believe he did say, uh, Casentini also did say that there is a very, span, uh, a very smooth transition planned uh, that will be announced soon and the future of Power Rangers is extremely bright. Um, and so after that, that's when we wind up getting ourselves the announcement for Simon Bennett and things like that. But it does bring up something interesting here. The notion of what Austin St. John talked about at GalaxyCon. So we can clearly see that people are moving out and some people are clearly moving into these positions. Um, so Austin St. John, when discussing um, his story as to why he returned, it says, during that story, he let slip where Chip Lynn is headed in terms of Power Rangers. So this is uh, a quote from Austin St. John. He says, what got me back this year after 18 years of telling them no was normally they would have their casting agents and my people would email and I was like, nope, not a chance. Well, two weeks later, I got a phone call from the executive producer, Chip Lynn, and it turns out that the executive producer was a guy um, uh, was a guy who started and was working on the show with me 25 years ago. So I knew him personally and he calls me up and he goes, look, I know you're always saying no. And he says, I'm getting ready to leave. Like I'm done. This is my last hurrah. And now he's actually, he's phasing out. Um, so in the article says the, the phrase phasing out seems to line up with the smooth transition that Cassantini spoke of in his interview. Um, so for now, we don't really know what Lynn's role will have in the future seasons of the franchise, but it seems as though, um, 
in a smaller capacity. So uh, it does look, I, I would love if Chip, if Chip Lynn certainly came out and said something um, just because of the fact that he's been with Power Rangers for such a long time, but he certainly doesn't have to. It's certainly his business, whatever the case may be. Um, I would just be fascinated to definitely know just kind of what's in his head um, in regards to uh, everything that's being said. You know what I mean? Because uh, I, I certainly would love some sort of clarity. Uh, but listen, you know, anytime that you have that kind of transition over from another company purchasing another one, Things like this happen all the time. If you look over at Disney, um, the Disney-Fox merger, right? You had people that were with Fox and developing things for years that Disney eventually bought out, and now they have the rights to things. And a lot of those people are now transitioning out of that company, being phased out, being forced to let go, or they're moving on to bigger and better things just because that's new management's in town, you know what I mean? And sometimes people's visions for what um, they have for a, a company or a franchise maybe doesn't necessarily line up with it. Uh, maybe some people after all these years feel like, hey, you know, because of this transition, this is probably my end of an era sort of thing. Maybe I should just let, leave this to other people, things like that. So uh, I'm pretty sure there's a ton of things that are certainly going on behind the scenes right now. Um, but when I look at this, it definitely feels like it's, it, it's, I want to say it almost feels like it's like a normal transition uh, for things like this to happen. It just um, sometimes it just kind of punches you in the face because of the fact that we have been with uh, a, a lot of these people for so many years. You know what I mean? So I, I could definitely tell you it certainly feels as though when it comes to Hasbro, they definitely have their own mindset and their own vision as to where they certainly want this franchise to go now whether that means that lines up with them uh with with everybody else had or whether it means this is going to be taking us to some place that um we haven't even like conceived of yet you know what i mean so i mean when castantini talks about the idea that this is going to be a true true uh, a smooth transition the franchise of power rangers looks extremely bright sort of thing i'll certainly take him for face value certainly when he says that sort of thing um but it is always kind of disturbing when you know you have some of the people that really supported the show and was a hard staple and a part of this show uh, sort of leaving and things like that but Listen, the only thing that we can certainly do is give Hasbro the opportunity to see exactly what they're going to certainly do with things, right? Um, Simon Bennett clearly uh, has a love for Power Rangers. He's done a fantastic job in some of the episodes that he's definitely uh, directed and had his hands in involved in. So maybe a, a, maybe new blood and new vision and things like that will really help take Power Rangers um, to that next level and certainly where it needs to be at. You know, there's nothing wrong with injecting uh, fresh blood into it, it's, as long as they certainly have good intentions, certainly for this franchise and really want to go ahead and try and make the best of it. Um, as long as that's certainly their intentions, that then you definitely have to go ahead and give Hasbro um, that opportunity to certainly um, showcase what they're more than capable of. And uh, considering the fact that they wind up doing a, a fantastic first-time season of Beast Morphers, considering the fact that I'm not even sure if that's uh, a season that they personally picked out themselves or if it was a, a case of like, hey, you guys have got to work with what we already have sort of thing. Um, however, the, whatever the case may be, I honestly thought they did a fantastic job uh, with the very first season of Beast Morphers, and I'm very thrilled and excited to kind of see what the second uh, half certainly holds. Um, so it'll be fascinating to see what happens with Chip Lynn. Um, 
clearly it sounds as though from this, uh, from Austin St. John's comments, that perhaps Chip Lind either is completely done with the franchise and moving on, or perhaps um, he is going to be taking a smaller sort of role out of things. So, um, man, I do wish I, I'd be able to hear from Chip Lind and just kind of uh, pick his brain a little bit and see what's going on, uh, hear what he has to say just to the fans and things like that. Because of the fact that uh, he he's such a... Um, you know, we've um, he's been like I say, he's been a staple for the franchise for for so long. You know, uh, when you think of Chip Lynn, you immediately associate Power Rangers or when you think Power Rangers, you immediately think sort of Chip Lynn and things like that. So they definitely work hand in hand. Uh, so it would certainly be a bummer. Um, but again, I, I do think that every once in a while a, a franchise does need fresh new blood, maybe fresh new eyes. Um, hopefully, um, if he if he's not going to be in an executive producer role and he is kind of getting phased out i definitely hope that they maybe keep him around or he maybe decides to stay on as maybe like a creative consultant uh, maybe somebody that they can kind of bounce ideas off of right uh, maybe not be so hands-on but maybe somebody that they can at least uh, discuss ideas and topics and maybe things that they certainly want to do with the franchise going forward so um you know we'll see it, it's a changing of the guard uh it's it's a changing of the guard when it comes to uh hasbro and um you know, I honestly, I think see, I think year one was certainly a success, and hopefully they just continue to get better and better. Uh, we got a movie that's certainly coming out, right, that we know is um, probably in pre-production or early production right now. So, um, yeah, it should be fascinating to kind of see where they certainly go from here. But, guys, listen, um, I always find it very fascinating, especially when things like this happen, you know, because I've been I've had the opportunity to watch it happen with the Fox and Disney merger and things like that and seeing some of the, 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 the bumps in the road, some of the high points some of the low points um, uh, of whenever a new company comes in to kind of transitions to a, a new franchise. Um, so it's fascinating for me, at least, to kind of see this happening when it comes to Power Rangers between Hasbro uh, and Saban and the changing of the guard. But guys, I'm kind of curious to know what you guys think. Um, do you think that the quote from Austin St. John definitely means Chiplin is probably going to stay out uh, and kind of truly phase out of the franchise? Or do you think maybe he'll stick around but maybe in a smaller role? So go ahead and let me know your thoughts uh, in in the comment section box below uh, let me see if anybody else wind up popping in here uh real quick just to get some quick shout outs uh catch up with some of you guys let's see here <laughs> gabriel what's up gabriel um good to see you man uh gabriel rashad's in the house today uh mr porter coming through uh fernando law i always feel like fernando every time i see your name for fernando law i always think that it should be like the name of a like a, a law company like you should be like a, a lawyer that's all I always think of. Or maybe like Matt Murdock uh, kind of situation. Fernando Law. Uh, JB says what's uh, JB says what? What's up, JB? Good to see you as always. Austin the Terminators in the house. Uh, Doomsday's here. Uh, the A Games 10. Good to see everybody. Miss Hassan coming through. And, of course, Leonardo. Speaking of Leonardo, I actually watched. Um, what did I watch yesterday? I watched. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Secret of the Ooze, the second one. Uh, and I hadn't seen that movie in ages. I'm so glad Netflix has them uh, on there. <clears throat> but it was fun. I, it was fun re-watching that movie for sure. I, I will say this. I, I absolutely love the first one. Um, I, I truly do love the very first Ninja Turtles. But I think for me, 
Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 came out at like the perfect time for me as a kid. I think I was like nine years old. Um, and it, it had lightened it up just a little bit so that I was just a sucker for that freaking movie. And then the opportunity to see, uh, you know, Super Shredder and things like that. Um, the fight choreography was really well done, I thought, for the second one, too. Uh, I was just sitting back watching it yesterday like, man, I can't. Uh, it's been such a long time since I watched it. But I, it just reminded me as how much I actually really enjoyed that film. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's what song your name, Leonardo, reminded me of is uh, Secret of the Ooze uh, yesterday. And of course, Vanilla Ice, you know, the Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Man, I was like nine years old. Yeah, so that, I, I ate that up. I ate that up. Uh, let's see here. Let me go ahead and jump into the next story with you guys real quick. Uh, and then I'll jump into the live chat before we get into our actually breakdown of Boom Studios new comics. Um, next up, guys, listen, we, Kira Major is almost here. Kira Major is almost here. We've got over a month before its actual debut for its series, um, but we're what? We're about a week away from its actual episode zero of Kira Major that's set to go ahead and drop in uh, in theaters. Uh, I believe that's going to be alongside uh, Lupin Ranger versus Pat Ranger versus Real Soldier. Because uh, I think they're going to have an episode zero uh, play alongside that particular movie also. So it's right around the corner, guys. Uh, and we continue to get more and more glimpses um, into the series a little bit, especially when it comes to the toy catalog. Um, Kira Major, uh, we actually did have ourselves a magazine, a magazine scan drop uh, this past week to go ahead and actually highlight the mechs a little bit. We get to have a little bit of fun with the Zords uh, this week, guys. And I'm super, super super pumped uh, because I've, I've been really enjoying just everything that I've come I've been seeing so far uh, from the series and from all the promotional work and the promotional arts and things like that uh, it, it looks really fascinating to me and one of the things that continues to jump out at me uh, is their Zord is the Karamazin uh, from its fantastic style to just the uh, mechs that piece it all together um, so let me go ahead and pull up some of this now uh, I'll go ahead and showcase to you guys let me see if I can find it uh, oh here's the this was the story from uh, Masha Sentai Karamasia. This is from Toku Nation, uh, where they have a breakdown of um, all the mechs that we wind up having in here. And not only is it the Karamazin, but it's also the reveal to us that we have additional mechs, like auxiliary or secondary or supporting mechs that will eventually be added onto the Karamazin that we're going to highlight for you guys also here. So um, it says here, it says, but the centerpiece of this month's reveal is the Martians, the jeweled mecha of Karamazin. The core five Martians are Red's Martian Fire, Blue's Martian Jetter, Yellow's Martian Chavello, Green's Martian Mach, and Pink's Martian Helicope. Uh, and then it says uh, these marsh uh, these Martian are capable of multiple mech combinations. Uh, so we've got Fire, Chauvelo, and Mach who are going to form to create the Land Mage. Let me see if I can pull this up here. So if you see here on the very far left hand side with the yellow arm, that's the Land Mage. That's Chauvelo there as the left arm. Uh, you've got uh, the fire truck, fire, who's actually the body. Uh, and, of course, you've got Mach up here, who looks like he's either like the right cannon, I believe, like the right shoulder of it. Because I think the hand is actually 
the fire trucks like ladder, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it might be a combination. The R might be a combination of the ladder and the mock also. Um, and then it also talks about the idea that we have a sky mage, a sky mage or an air mage, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's a combination of Jeter along with uh, Helico. Uh, and from the photos here, you can kind of see just uh, right in the middle, the white one with the helicopter. Um, that's the Sky Mage. Let me see if I can get another photo up here for you guys. Um, yeah, so here's the Hella Mage at the bottom left. Or that that's the Sky Mage. Now that has the uh, Jetter and Helicopter together. Uh, and of course, and you get the bigger view here of the actual Land Mage itself uh, of Chevello Fire. Uh, and mock together. And I, I love the glow. I love the glow. Please, please have all these fight sequences at night uh, just so that I can have um, that Zord pop on screen. I honestly would love to see that, to be quite honest with you. Um, I'm trying to think, is there another photo? I've got a couple other photos here. And this is the Karamazin. This is when we have the, all five of them um, certainly combined together. Um, clearly, Jeter is the sword. Um, you've got Chevello as the arm, Mach as the arm. Uh, you've got Fire as the legs now, but it seems as though Helicopter becomes either the body or at least like the front shield, like the the guard, uh, if you will, and also a brand new head uh, attachment. Also, so that's the Karamaze, and that's when it comes all five pieces of them um, certainly together. But what Toku Nation also goes to show us is that we wind up actually having ourselves um, a, a secondary arsenal here we've got three new mechs for us to certainly enjoy Martian carry which is a purple truck we've got Martian uh, a Martian Roland an orange steamroller and Martian Lifton uh, a, a cyan forklift uh, and I think I have the photos for those also Yes, there we go. So that's two of them. That's the um, that's the roller. That's the steam roller, the yellow one at the left hand. We've got the diamond sort of. Uh, it looks like it's a diamond um, um, forklift there. That looks pretty incredible too. Uh, and I think there is another one here with the. If you look in the very far left, um, that that's the purple truck. Um, that they were referring to also. Um, I was trying to look through the scans to see if I can find some cl uh, cleaner pictures than that. I couldn't find them from the scans. I'll have to see if I can actually find um, the toys themselves. But if you guys want to see that, check out the toys, you certainly can. Uh, this is a much cleaner image uh, for you to certainly see what the actual toys themselves are going to look like for the um, Sky Mage along with the Land Mage. Um, I will say this. I am a little bit disturbed about how tiny the uh the the Chevello's hand is um considering at least how big his feet are like I just feel like it would I, just, I don't know I guess a part of me was thinking at least from seeing the actual image itself from the shell case um the shovel looks like it's a pretty relatively nice size uh, along with, you know, just the idea of it, it being proportionate from his arms to his legs to the rest of his body uh, was when you look at the actual concept in the toy itself, uh, it looks really kind of disproportionate. But uh, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. Maybe once I actually have it in my hands, uh, it'll certainly look significantly different. Uh, and then, of course, you've got the air. You got the sky mage here with Jetter and Helicop, um, a, a combination in there also. So uh, I think I think that's awesome. And that kind of almost reminds me of like an Inspector Gadget ha head for some reason. Like I just feel like it. <laughs> 
like no, like like the idea of the helicopter wings just coming out the top of its head or something like that. That just kind of reminds me of Inspector Gadget whenever I look at it for some reason. Um, but yeah, guys, those are actually going to be the brand new mechs uh, that we wind up being introduced to here for Kara Major. Um, so it's looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good. Uh, again, I'm I'm really I, like clearly for me as a from a, as a, from a Power Ranger fan perspective. I'm definitely getting like, um, well, I should say Super Sentai perspective also. I'm definitely getting Tokyo vibes from this for sure. Um, I I'm definitely giving getting like uh, Magi Ranger vibes from this for sure. Um, and as far as like when I think of Power Rangers, I, for some reason when I think of like if they ever were to adapt this, um, I, for some reason Lightspeed Rescue was like the first thing that kind of comes um, to, to mind for me. Just because of the vehicle motif, I think. And I still think you can get away, even if it is jewel like jewels incorporated. I still feel like you could probably get away with it. But I'm pretty sure that you might you could probably figure out <clears throat> other series to certainly connect this with. It does feel like it's a little bit of a collaboration of everything. Which is a nice little mixture. Uh, it's a nice little mixture for me. So I'm very eager, very, very eager to kind of see what this series is certainly going to hold. You know, it's fascinating because, you know, um, I, I posted the, the trailer for Mosh and Sentai Kara Major, the English version, um, the English subversion that we have, you know, because it was courtesy of TV Nihon that does the English, you know, subs and things like that. So I posted it on YouTube. Clearly got a copyright claim on it, but. I certainly disputed it enough because I think when I when I did post it, they completely blocked it. They completely blocked it. But then I think when they were ready to, they certainly maybe like let it go. And so while it's not monetized for me, there's they have certainly monetized it. They've allowed me to post it um, on YouTube. And so it, it's been it's been fascinating for me because anytime somebody leaves a post, um, I like a comment, I get the opportunity to kind of read and kind of see how people are really eager and things like that for this particular season. Uh, and I'm feeling like there's 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 a lot of um, excitement in the air uh, for Kara Major. I, I do think that it has piqued a lot of people's interests. Uh, I, I feel like I've seen a lot more positive than 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 negative uh, for this show. Uh, and I think for me, that really is what helps me um, get even more pumped for this series. I mean, not that I needed to. I mean, because, you know, I've been trying to trug, uh, trudge through Real Soldier that who, for the most part, if you ask me, is really trying its damnedest to try and wrap up its season very nicely. Um, but, um, you know, I, I'm ready for Kira Major at this point in time and seeing everybody else's excitement for it, um, seeing new information and things like that. Um, seeing how unique and different it certainly does look, uh, I'm fascinated, and I hope that we have something really, really good on our hands. Uh, but guys, let me know what you guys think in regards to um, the brand new mechs that we wind up getting introduced to. What do you think of the actual Zords themselves, uh, the new combinations of the uh, Land Mage and the Sky Mage? Certainly go ahead and let me know your guys' thoughts uh, in the live chat or the comment section box below. So let me go ahead and jump into this live chat with you guys. Let's see what's going on over here today. Uh, now Ultra says the movie is only 32 minutes for the Real Soldier movie. Okay. Um, and then Zachary says, yeah, I just saw, I saw the Real Soldier movie just yesterday. Oh, man, everybody's getting – all right, okay. I'm going to have to um, go ahead and try and um, um, download that or find that somewhere um, and go ahead and check it out for you guys for sure. I I'm glad that it's out now. I'm glad that it's out. 
Uh, Bacon and Sushi says, I'm afraid that Simon Bennett will bring back JDF again uh, for many more crossovers now that Chiplin is leaving again. Simon did direct 25th anniversary. I love JDF, but hope he doesn't do it again. I mean, but, but, but hey, on a different side of things, though, Bacon and Sushi, right? He did the 25th anniversary, and while JDF was in there, we also did get other people in there as well that I don't think a lot of us certainly expected to see kind of on screen together again. You know what I mean? So while, yes, JDF was certainly in there, uh, I do think the op I do think the idea that we have, you know, other um, ranges that wind up popping up in there also, I think, is just as important um, to kind of point out. So, um, you know, whether or not that was Simon Bennett's decision as to what rangers he can use or who he could bring in, uh, or who really crafted that story. Uh, but still, that's got to be somewhat promising. You know what I mean? Um, and so who knows? I mean, granted. I will say this, you know, if that's one of the reasons that Austin St. John came back, if that's really one of the only reasons he came back because of Chiplin, you know, I guess it would also make you want to ask the question, since he doesn't really know anybody else that's going to be there, since Chiplin was really one of the only people remaining that he felt comfortable with, does that mean if Chiplin does kind of phase out that Austin would not be interested in returning? Like, I'm hoping that his opportunity to be here on set and to be here with Hasbro and see how new management is run, maybe have some interactions with Simon Bennett, maybe build up some trust, maybe get the opportunity to see what Hasbro is certainly doing with the power. Power Ranger franchise, maybe he would be more open um, to kind of coming back in the future, right? We just really don't know um, at the end of the day. I mean, we'll certainly have to see what winds up transpiring. Um, but but for me, at least, if that is the only reason why Austin St. John came back was because of Chip Lynn, for me as a fan, I just hope that Chip Lynn made him feel just as comfortable with all these other people at Hasbro and the new production team um, to maybe build up that rapport and that friendship so that he can come back uh, or feel more comfortable with coming back to the franchise, even without Chip Lynn there, if that makes sense. So um, we'll see. Um, so I, I don't know if that means it's because of Simon Bennett. If that means JDF will be in it more, um, but I'm just hoping if anything, they're a little bit more open about who who they bring in. And considering the fact that we are having a dino team up, um, the fact that we are also doing some sort of Dr. K, maybe perhaps crossover, um, you know, maybe they are open to bringing in other Power Rangers from the past, you know, so maybe that's something that Simon Bennett certainly will 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 keep over with him. Doomsday says, uh, "R.I.P. Chiplin's Power Ranger legacy." Uh, we'll see. I, I like I said, I, I really would like to have seen. Um, um, I, I really would have liked to have seen uh, Chiplin maybe come out, maybe just have a statement towards the fans. You know, I mean, clearly the fans do love Chiplin, right? I mean, I, I feel like anytime that we've seen him at a Power Morphicon or anything like that, like the guy gets love. You know what I'm saying? The guy certainly gets love. Uh, for sure, um, especially for what he's what he has done, especially in the uh, Power Ranger legacy, as far as Power Ranger legacy goes. Um, so I, I do hope that he would have some parting words for the fans if he were to leave, um, you know, and, or at least with all the fans worry about what his future might be, maybe just to kind of uh, reassure us, you know, just to kind of be like, yeah, I am still with Power Rangers. I'm not just a little something uh, I think would be awesome. 
Uh, Mr. Porter says, honestly, with what I have seen on Twitter, I'm not surprised the higher ups are being fired like every 10 posts or so when the hashtags uh, was asking for them to be fired. Um, not saying us here. Um, yeah, I mean, I again, it, the, the reports that I've been reading ha haven't mentioned anything about being fired or being let go. Um, it's always talked about the idea of them parting ways. Again, that that could just simply be what you tell everybody, right? Like, it's it's like the we parted ways because of creative differences, you know. Um, but but who knows? I I, I don't want to assume anything like that. But you know, who, you never know. You never know. JB says, what says, as long as he does better than Jonathan, Zacher uh, will be fine, I hope. <laughs> yeah, JB, you're not the only one that mentioned Jonathan's name either. So <laughs> it looks like uh, some people agree with you for sure. Hey, Austin, the Terminator says it's my birthday today. I'm 26 now. Hey, happy birthday, Austin. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, I don't know if you have any big plans today or, or not, but I certainly hope that you do, man. Um, so, uh, yeah, definitely enjoy it to the fullest. I'll be back. I'm 26. Uh, the A Games 10. Oh, Adam, did you see those tweets um, that the official PR Twitter has been replying to people with? Uh, are they are they feeling all right? Uh, yeah. So um, what uh, the A Games 10 is referring to is uh, on Twitter. Um, they've actually had. Um, I believe somebody posted, made a comment. Um, I don't know if they were replying to Power Rangers or they just commented to Power Rangers about the idea of like, hey, you know, um, Beast, Beast Morphus is about a, is a month out. Can I get a promotional spot? Can I get a trailer or something along those lines? And Power Rangers replied with like, <laughs> sir, this is Wendy's. And it, did it have a picture of something on it too? It was super weird. It was super weird. Like I, I'm like, did somebody hijack Power Rangers Twitter accounts? Like, are they, are they just tro are they just trolling us now? Like, just having a little bit of fun with it? I mean, look, <clears throat> as long as I don't, as long as they're not calling people's names, you know, um, as like as long as they're not calling people's names and like making people feel like crap, then I'm perfectly okay with a good troll every once in a while, right? Like I, I am one like is it under new management now too? Like are the same people that used to not do Power Rangers now just com somebody completely else or they're gonna be trolls themselves? Um, it, I don't listen. I don't mind a little playfulness every once in a while, but it, it was weird. I I don't recall them ever really doing that. Um. It, one, it didn't make any sense. That's what part of me was like, did did this account get hacked or something? Or is this under new management? Because I just don't remember them replying along those lines. But hey, you know, listen, if, if you're going to sit there behind this Twitter thing and people are just going to keep slamming you with questions all damn day in your message box as, as your message box is a power in your franchise, right? Like every once in a while, it's a, I think it's okay to be like, just poke some fun back. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, damn, there are some people out there like, yo, first off, well, as much as I want Power Rangers to drop a trailer, I'm not going to go to them and be like, yo, where, where's this trailer at, man? Like, I'm not going to hassle them about it. So I'm perfectly okay with it, man. I'm perfectly okay with it. Like, I definitely want one. Hey, I'm. you guys know I'm all about promoting your stuff, man. Putting yourself out there, getting hype, build, you know, putting that buildup behind it. But I'm not going to go up to Power Rangers and be like, hey, guys, I'm not going to blow up their spot in front of everybody on Twitter. So, yeah, 
<clears throat> but it is it was weird. It was weird the A games. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Mr. Porter says the forklift, roller, and carry truck will most likely be viewed the same way as the Ninja Storm ball weapons to where the mechs um to where they're mechs, but not technically Zords. Ah, uh, good point, Mr. Porter. I I like the way that you kind of point that out. Uh, you definitely might be onto something for sure. I can definitely see that happening. Uh, Mr. Porter says night fights are incredibly expensive, uh, so we will probably get debut fights and uh, view other at night, but. Uh, that's about it. And that sounds about right, too. I mean, I think if you, you know, clearly your your first fight will probably be at night, right, for that premiere episode um, to kind of get people really pumped and really hyped for it. Like, look at it at its absolute finest, right? And then maybe for some really important episodes, you kind of bring it back at night. So um, you're probably absolutely right in regards to that. But, yeah, um, I, I agree. Night fights are incredible for sure. But, yeah, they're also incredibly expensive. Uh, that does fascinate me. I'm kind of curious why that why that would be um more expensive like i feel like if you're on the sound stage that would just save you money on electricity no but then again i guess you have to light it up everywhere else right with like the city lights and i'm sure it's probably a huge much more bigger production and you got to get the lighting and the angles right that you want because you don't have the net yeah i can i can kind of see that mr porter I've, i feel like i just kind of talked myself into that but yes Yeah, Mr. Porter says uh, both arms are the same size, too small in my opinion still, but the translation, you're, you're right, they are, they are the same size, but I will say this, what makes um, the left hand look smaller, I think, is because of the fact that the right arm has the added ladder from fire, so it gives, it gives it more Oomph, you know what I'm saying? It gives a little bit more bulk because um, you can see right underneath the ladder, just the like the little mini hand that's like in there. But the ladder certainly gives it a little bit more bulk, which is one of the reasons why um, for me, I, I, I looking at the hand, I was like, man, I wish it had as much bulk as the other side. But if you the hands technically are the same size uh, at the end of the day. Uh, RGD says, will any Kamen Rider series be American versions like Dragon Knight? Oh, I don't, I don't know, man. That's a good question. I don't know if anybody else is, would be interested in that. Like, I don't know if that was part of the deal, too, with um, Hasbro, um, you know, of Kamen Riders out there, uh, or if Saban just said, here, just Power Rangers. Um, so I really don't know. <laughs> Tony Robinson's in the house. What's up, Tony? I appreciate it. Uh, the A game tens. Uh, the A games ten says, and then they also replied to someone commenting on the no super in the title, saying super power, super rangers, super beast more, super beast super morphers coming soon. <laughs> I mean, listen, like that, and that's fu that's funny to me, right? Because I think they also recognize the fact that, like, hey, they at least they're making fun of themselves, right? It's not like they're po poking fun at the fans, sort of thing. It's like, yeah, we we kind of realize that we overuse the damn the term way too much super 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 power super ranger super beast super morphers like i think i think that's pretty funny coming soon i like it i think that's pretty funny 
Uh, and then we got a couple of Fast and the Furious 9 questions. Do you think you'll watch Fast and the Furious 9? Uh, Bacon and Sushi says, did you hear about the upcoming Fast and the Furious having Power Rangers smoke? Uh, no, so... <laughs> I don't think it necessarily has – it's just promotional work, man. It's just promotional work. I mean maybe there's a couple scenes in the movie where there's like some kind of smoke. Um, but if you if you go back uh, and you check out the Fast and the Furious um, character posters that they went ahead and just dropped or the posters in general that they just dropped this week because um, they just dropped a brand new trailer, um, the characters all have like these different color smoke uh, behind them um so when you put them side by side it legit looks like they're a freaking power ranger team uh and so all over the internet that's all i've been seeing is like is this the new power ranger reboot uh power rangers and uh uh what is it what did i say i said uh power rangers uh fast and the furious uh crossover confirmed or something like that or all in the same universe confirmed or same cinematic universe confirmed. I don't know. Super weird stuff, man. Uh, people were having a, a blast with it, though. Uh, I, I, I did get a good chuckle out of it. It was pretty funny. Get an opportunity to see. Uh, just imagine the idea of Vin Diesel, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, and Tyrese's like Power Rangers. That, that was just so funny to me. Um, but um, I, I, you know, I haven't watched the last three Fast and the Furious ones. Honestly, I haven't seen Paul Walker's last film. Um, I haven't watched Fast and the Furious from that from that moment on, honestly. I just I just never went and watched it. Um I, I do enjoy the franchise. It just the franchise is is, is starting to fall off for me though but that's just me that's just me um but um anyway guys let's go ahead and get back to some power ranger talk with you guys um so uh power rangers let's go ahead and get into some boom studios let's go ahead and jump into some um boom studios talk guys we wind up getting ourselves a brand new power ranger comic book this week uh gogo power rangers issue number 28 is in fact out in your local comic book stores uh if you haven't had the opportunity to pick it up please go ahead and do so um support your local comic book stores if you certainly can uh, and if you don't don't have one near you comicsology.com fantastic way to uh, digitally download your comic books I promise they don't put me under the they don't pay me under the table for that either like <laughs> I do I do I do just like um the idea of look I grew up I grew up my whole entire life collecting comic books and I'm a big fan of like having like the the physical copies in your hands that that's just me i'm a big collector that way but you know sometimes um it's hard to find issues these days you know and sometimes if you want to go back especially uh for back issues i really do love comiXology uh and you, they i think they might even have like a bit of a discount too instead of actually going to the local comic book store themselves as I think, like a comic is these days is like three ninety nine a comic book, but I think on Comicsology it might be like three dollars and nineteen cents. It's not that much of a savings, but it's a little bit of something. Um, so I, that's also a benefit too to download your stuff digitally. Um, if you have a really great and up like a really great phone, um, yeah, the, some of the pages look absolutely crisp. Um, but I'm a physical copy guy. I, I, that's why I like going to the comic book store. I like to have the issues in my hands, like to have my comic book collecting boxes. Um, but if not, uh, again, if I need to find an issue, then yeah, I don't mind doing that digitally. So yeah, check it out, guys, if you definitely have not done so. So we'll go ahead and review this issue, and then I'll jump into some of your live viewer questions. If you guys do want to go ahead and submit your live 
viewer questions before we get there, simply go over to our YouTube page. Um, if you click on the community tab, there is an A plus more phenomenal post that you guys can go ahead and submit your questions um, so that when we get to it towards the end of this episode, we'll go ahead and answer your questions live on air. So go ahead and submit yours over um, while you certainly still have time, guys. So let's go ahead and get into this issue, man. This is um, uh, continuing along with the necessary evil storyline, um, continuing on from Riot Parrot's story. Um, this is GoGo Power Rangers issue number 28. Now, I'm not going to lie to you guys. When I first saw this issue, I thought to myself, oh, man, this is going to be another filler issue. This is going to be... This is going to be like a, a Balkan skull issue that we just had of them creating another YouTube, things like that. Listen, I wasn't the biggest fan of that issue, but I'm going to tell you what. I actually got a, a really big kick out of this um, this week's issue of Google Power Rangers number 28. Now, again, it, it is one of those things where as far as it connecting overall to the big overarching story for Necessary Evil, I don't necessarily know where it fits into place of that just yet I'm, I'm assuming maybe eventually by the time we get to the end all the pieces will certainly kind of make sense or maybe this is just um a solo story that ryan parrot certainly wanted to 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 write um uh, for himself uh because i i do like the premise and i do like the concept of it um but like as far as the omega rangers and things like that i'm not really sensing it if anything if anything I'm wondering if the connection here for Necessary Evil is the fact of, in this issue, we do see the time in which Rita was sort of sealed away um, when she was in the garbage can. That's, uh, you know, the garbage uh, seal that uh, Zordon wanted to put in her in at the very beginning of Mighty Morphin. This is her being trapped inside. And so if I, if I had to make a connection... I'm assuming maybe this is what's going on inside of all those containers that the Blue Emissary has, in fact, trapped um, all these villains and all these people that haven't been in, that have, in fact, been infected by the morphing grid, um, putting them sort of in their containers. Like, I'm wondering if this is sort of the same element, the same concept and the idea that those people are going through a similar experience here that Rita certainly did during her time trapped uh, in Zordon's garbage can, I guess you could say. Um, and that's fascinating to me. Um, we, you know, we get to see Rita clearly uncertain as to where she's at in the beginning of this this issue. Um, you've got the computer system uh, named Moment in here that um, is trying to explain to Rita that really what she's about to experience um, is really going to help allow her, I guess, I don't want to say cure her, but but they're, they're going to try and restore her mind, right? They're going to try and like reboot uh, Rita Repulsa in here, allow her to kind of experience empathy and understanding, you know, and maybe see the error of her ways uh, and give us a much more reformed sort of Rita Repulsa. So when when I when I started reading this issue and you get the opportunity to see Rita trying to escape um, and she clearly knows who she is and then the simulation begins and it's like, uh, what does it say? It's like scenario one. Um, and then it gives like another date. I'm assuming it's the years of how old Rita is because she begins out as a young child. Um, and at first, Rita knows 
who she is, but she's really un uncertain as to one, why she's in this child's body Two, who are these complete strangers that are looking at me like I'm their daughter sort of thing. Right. But then you slowly get to see Rita Repulsa, like Rita's memory and the, I, her identity sort of fade away. And she sort of fully fledged becomes this person. And we're in this whole entire issue is just literally going on this journey of this re, Rita Repulsa life. And at first when I was reading and I thought, is this Rita's past? Like, is she reliving her past? But no, this is a simulation. What we come to find out at the end of this issue is like, I, I, and it's, I, like, I almost don't really want to spoil it, but it is one of those things where it's like, this is like some Black Mirror level type stuff. The idea that you put, and I, you know, look, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil it because I, I do want to talk about it. The idea of you putting Rita Repulsa sort of into this program where she's fully aware that she's going into this, like she's, she fully is aware as to who she is at the very beginning of these moments, and then she sort of just fades into whoever that life she's living, um, and then she lives, she lives their whole life cycle. And then when she does die, I guess you can say, or when something does happen, then she kind of moves on to the next one, right? Um, because we get to see that very first scenario play itself out and Rita Repulsa sort of wakes up like, what just happened? Like, she literally wakes up thinking she was somebody else, right? Like, who, where's so-and-so? You know, I had this whole entire life. What just happened? And then her memories come back like, wait a minute. No, I'm Rita Repulsa. And then she realizes this crazy-ass trip that she certainly just experienced herself on. And the idea here is that this program that Zordon has within these containers is set to really reform you. It's it's set to put Rita Repulsor through simulations of every person that she has ever killed or ever had like uh, intentions of murdering or whatever the case may be, right? Any innocent victim that fell at her hands or attacks or whatever the case may be, she's reliving their life from birth to adulthood to death um, over and over and over again to teach her the lesson of empathy and to teach her the error of her ways. That's crazy. And it blew my socks off, man. This issue was incredible to me. Um, again, this is very much, it feels like a very Black Mirror concept to me. Um, the idea of taking um, memories or simulations and forcing somebody to, like that's just a whole techno te technological thing that just seems like uh, off the like just crazy to me just off the wall to me But the program itself doesn't do that for everybody, I don't believe. I think the program itself, I think, is just meant to help you with, like, the, one of the biggest issues that you struggle with or whatever the case may be or, like, one of your deepest desires. I can't quite remember what it was because they also highlighted um, Rita Repulsa's gang, like Goldar and Finster and Babu and things like that. And they were all having significantly different memories or going through um, completely different experiences outside of whatever Rita was definitely experiencing. Like Goldar got the opportunity to fight with his brother one last time and really truly be a warrior. You know, Finster looks like he wind up uh, meeting a, another um, uh, an, 
like a female version of himself sort of thing, building and having their own little family. Like he's out there building, continuing his work and whatever the case may be. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on about some of the stories that everybody was kind of fascinated with. So I'm thinking that's the connection between necessary evil is maybe the experiences that these characters are having in these containers are in fact maybe just a glimpse or a look at perhaps what some of the um, enemies uh, could certainly be experiencing in their containers that the blue emissary um, put them in. And now Kaya has unleashed some of them from these particular containers like Dane uh, and some of the other aliens that she's now kind of working with. So, um, so yeah, while I honestly thought this was going to be, I don't want to say a throwaway episode, but just another filler issue for me, uh, it actually turned out to be a, a pretty uh, creative and, and, and fun journey uh, because the writing was definitely, was definitely there here uh, and, and just really intelligent and, and really smart on Ryan Parrott's part. So um, guys, if you haven't had the opportunity to check out Google Power Rangers 28, please go ahead and do so uh, and definitely enjoy it. Let me know your guys' thoughts uh, on that particular uh, issue uh, in the comment section box uh, or the live chat, guys. Um, and while you guys go ahead and do that and give me your thoughts, I'm going to go ahead and jump over to our YouTube page. And let's see what's going on over here on the community tab. Let's see here. And let's see, we got seven posts today. So let's see here. Uh, Tony Robinson. What's up, Tony? Hey, look at you, man. Just making making the cut in time. Two minutes ago. Making the cut, Tony. Uh, hey, Adam, if Kara Major gets adapted, what do you think of Power Rangers Gem Shifters? Ooh, I kind of like that. At first, I thought you said Gem Shafters, and I'm like, I don't think that's appropriate, Tony. But Gem Shifters um, sounds sounds pretty cool. Kind of like shifting into turbo sort of thing, but you're you're also going off of the, tur the, the gem theme. I kind of dig it. Kind of dig it. Uh, do you think of Hasbro Bro adapt some of the uh, comic concepts. They will have to change it to fit the TV universe. Um, probably not. I, I don't think so. I think they. I, I I feel as though for the most part, while the comic books have gone on their own tangents and like kind of explored ideas that the television shows didn't. A lot of their storylines are so closely linked to that of the television show already that I don't feel like you have to adapt much because you're really still basing your stories off of, um, you know, canon material from uh, Power Rangers television and things like that. So uh, I think if they wanted to transition into making some of these comic storylines uh, and adapt them to television, I almost feel like it would be kind of a seamless transition because they, they've kind of already, we already have that established world. Uh, should Hasbro take advantage of setting more seasons in RPMs and Dino Charges universes? Uh, I mean, that's a good question. You know, I mean, I, I mean, look, it, it, it is one of those things where right now. Take advantage of setting more seasons and RPMs and Dino Charges universes. You know, the one thing that I used to really enjoy about the Saban era, the original Saban era, was the fact that it all kind of took place in kind of the same universe. You know, um, there is a part of me also 
like I really appreciate that concept and that mindset because I I do like there being a notion of we're we're aware of Power Rangers that came before us. We understand the history and the lore and things like that. But I'm also okay with the idea of them doing different universes because look out of out of the idea of them having all these different power ranges on different universes we managed to get shattered grid which was an incredible crossover event that really highlighted the idea and the importance of being able to have something like a multiverse you know uh it can get messy it definitely can be it can get messy but you know the one thing that i've always said is like i i still miss the days of just being settled in one universe where all the teams that come after are built on top of one universe in a sense. So I would be open to the idea of them setting um, more seasons in either like RPM or Dino Charges universe, um, kind of an uh, establish Power Rangers for those universes. Uh, I mean, that would be kind of cool, but I, I'm open to it to, to either or, honestly. It just really depends on the path that Hasbro certainly wants to wants to take it. Um, but I would be open to that. My, my only thing would just be, you know, if that's the case, you know, uh, maybe we have, you know, a, a new Power Rangers season every year. Maybe there's multiple Power Ranger television shows on at once. Um, you know, to, to be able to highlight different universes or whatever the case might be. But um, I don't know if they should, but I, you know, I would, I think it would be fascinating for them to at least test it out or dabble in it and see what happens. Uh, Mr. Porter says, um, so I did some digging and I don't think Hasbro will be able to use the name Dino Knights uh, as there was a book that came out half a year ago as a Dino Knights is generic. Uh, it cannot be copyrighted, but it can be trademarked for three to four years to prevent from getting uh, marketing from it. And if we go with the three years, it won't be under trademarked uh, till the second year of the show. Not so not saying it won't as copyright and trademark laws are confusing as <laughs> might be due to uh, different medians. Uh, yeah, they definitely are. Make you scratch your head uh, for sure. Also, I got a Transformers uh, barricade today, and it has translucent plastic, and it looks really good when the lights hit it right. So I hope we get Caramajor eventually. Yeah, I'm um, I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. That's cool that you picked up that that Transformers though. Um, I'm gonna have to take a see a, see a photo of it for sure. Um, and, uh, and you're right. I'm not quite sure. You know, for me, Dino Knights, uh, it's just, it just flows off the tongue for me super easy. Uh, I think it's because of, uh, I think the website that I get my English subs from, they use the term Dino Knights a lot. And for me, it's just, it's, I was like, man, that's just a perfect Power Rangers name. So I, you know, yeah, I don't know if they would ever be able to use Dino Knights or not, but it's just something that kind of came to, uh, the forefront the other day. I was like, I, I, st I still dig the name. I still dig it. Uh, Austin, the Terminator says in 2023, oh, man, I gotta, I gotta put my future cap on. How would you like Power Rangers 30th anniversary to be done? And do you think it can, uh, be a hell of an anniversary especially if we're stuck with Nickelodeon for another contract um who would you like to bring back and don't want I listen I still I still want a, uh an in space reunion man I, I really do um you know so that would be what my theme would certainly be something that would connect to um to in space now you know whether or not that means they eventually adapt uh Q-Ranger or not I have certainly no idea but I definitely, I think I got myself psyched up for that to be an anniversary uh, special, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, so if, if we can get uh, that Super Sentai adapted uh, and then bring back some of the cast for um, In Space, I think that would be great. 
Yeah, I'm talking TJ. I'm talking uh, Cassie. I'm talking Anjos. I mean, yeah, bring them all back, Carlos. Uh, bring them all back. I want them all. Uh, is it Tracy? Yeah, bring them all back. Bring them all back. Uh, and then Austin also says, uh, since Beast Morpher Seasons 2 is almost here and the Dino Power crossover approaching, um, this might be the very first team up uh, we've had where don't have JDF in it. But though I love JDF from the moon and back, it's time for a change and allowing for other uh, returning cast members to really shine and show us uh, what they could do since they were last um, on screen. Uh, and I'm glad you said that, Austin. Like, I, I'm the same way when it comes to JDF. I, I love the man uh, from the moon and back. I think he's done uh, fantastic for um, for the franchise, you know. Um, you know, people really have to show him his respect for just, listen, it's not his fault that people just kind of associated Power Rangers with this man, right? Like, that's just the impact that he had. That's, you know, people grew up idolizing this guy. You know what I'm saying? And and for me, I think he's honestly taken his platform as a Power Ranger, and he's probably done some really great things with it, you know? Um, people still love the guy, but I also understand, like you, that it can be too much sometimes. And again, it, we can love the guy from the moon and back, but sometimes it is time for a change. And sometimes, it, and I'm not saying I don't want JDF to ever pop up once again, but I do think it's time for um, people, you know, other cast members to certainly have opportunities for certainly returning and, and showcasing themselves. Because I, trust me, I've heard them say, I would, I would like to come back, you know? So I think if they want to come back, I think you try and figure out some way of making it happen um, and, and getting them and, and trying to get them to come back. But, yeah, you know, and if, hey, and if JDF wants to pop in, but we've got, say, five other returning cast members, um, you know, that are significantly different that maybe we haven't seen before. I'm OK with that, too. You know what I'm saying? But I just don't need JDF always necessarily sort of at the forefront, even though I think by nature, because of who he is as Tommy, it's like he's always going to be at the forefront. You know what I mean? But I don't mind him if he's going to be there. I would love to see a bunch of other people also or just somebody significantly different. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I would like to see JDF pop back up. Not by himself, but with a group if he does. Um, and then you also say if we get Rio Soldier as the next adaption for Power Rangers, do you, will, do you think... It will do a great job even now that Hasbro is in control. Uh, following that, is it me or is Super Sentai running out of ideas with reusing dinosaurs? We just had MMPR, Dino Thunder, Dino Charge, and now a real soldier if adapted. So if Sentai decided to end during or after its 40th or 45th anniversary, can Hasbro um, start creating all original Power Rangers series with no Super Sentai footage or will they just cancel Power Rangers for good? Um, so I'm not sure exactly what the contract still between Hasbro and like um, um, uh, Toei Company, you know, like I don't know if it's like, hey, if we stop doing um, Super Sentai, then production for Power Rangers has got to stop, right? Like you guys don't have rights. I like I don't know how that works, um, honestly. So I, I maybe I should look that up. I will definitely go ahead and try and see if I can do some research in regards to that um, to see like what they're allowed to do or what they're not allowed to do per se. Um, cause listen, I mean, Hasbro has been doing a really great job of doing a lot of its own, um, original footage and things like that. Uh, I mean, goodness, I think we even saw some original Megazord, uh, footage, um, towards the later half of Beast Morphers. So, uh, you know, it's I'm not out of the realm, out of possibility, 
Um, so who knows? Maybe if they can make a significantly difference, um, then maybe they maybe they they can change it up and 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 do it on their own. Who knows? I, I'm not quite sure though. I, I I will look that up for you though. Um, and do I think that they'll do a great job uh, if they were to to do real soldier? Well, I will say this. You know. Since we're having a new executive producer, um, there may be a new vision as to how they want to present their stories uh, and things like that. Right. I mean, we, we do have to take into account that, you know, we you know we, we were very used to the people for Beast Morphers um, from our previous seasons. Right. But it does feel as though now. While Beast Morphers was definitely sort of a transitioning period from Saban to Hasbro, maybe that's why they kept a lot of these people on for as long as they certainly did, right? To kind of help out with production and get this next crew and then this next team ready um, so that maybe now come real soldier we really will have sort of a different different squad running the ship. Um, so who knows? So who certainly knows? Um, so I'm not going to say real soldiers automatically going to be good. No, I, I, I think the potential for it to be good is definitely there. Right. Um, you know, the one thing that I I've been saying is as bummed out as I am about the idea of like, Hey man, we're doing dinosaurs again. If I do take a step back from my own personal feelings and look at it from a business point, uh, or at least the idea of, Hey, you know, we're already showcasing that we can tell original stories by not relying on the Super Sentai storyline or footage too much, but we can still utilize that Super Sentai footage in the in the best scenarios that that we can. And the two things, while I'm not the biggest fan of Real Soldier, the two things that Real Soldier does do fantastically well is Zord battles, which Power Rangers loves to pull over, and fight choreography, fight sequences that Power Rangers sometimes loves to pull over also. So if you can if you can have a real if you can have a Super Sentai series that sucks, but you can take the best part of that series and again, it's just my just my just my thought on Real Soldier guys. But if you can take the best parts of that series and transition that over to US and then Maybe, hopefully, if you can execute it right with great ideas and great writers and great storytelling, you probably could have something really fantastic on your hands. Uh, you truly can. But again, it, I think it's just going to get down to the idea of where does Hasbro go with Real Soldier? What is their new mindset going to be when it comes to Power Rangers? You know, are they still going to have very much like a Saban sort of mentality? I, I do think that, you know, I think while we came into this series, while we came into this series kind of thinking to ourselves, like Beast Morphers coming to this series originally thinking to ourselves, man, you know, this is really going to show us what Hasbro is capable of doing when it comes to Power Rangers. I think now that we're starting to see things transitioning over, new people being put into power, other people leaving, now we might have a significantly different outlook uh, on what a Power Ranger looks like truly, truly um, under under Hasbro going forward. So yeah, Real Soldier could look significantly or feel significantly different than what we got from these two seasons uh, of Beast Morphers. So let's, let's uh, definitely, and that's one of the reasons why I always say keep an open mind. You know what I'm saying? I know we all have our expectations of what we would like to see happen. 
But when, when you are going through a transitional period like this, uh, it is important to understand that, you know, there are probably going to be even more changes certainly coming to uh, Power Rangers. And if Real Soldiers, the next one, is certainly be adapted, we don't know. We'll certainly see. Um, I do think it might feel different than than Beast Morphers just because Chiplin's not around and maybe some additional head figures um, that had those visions before are no longer there. So we'll definitely see. We will definitely see. Uh, let's see here. Bacon and Sushi says, um, with Beast Morphers Season 2 already announced last week, what storylines do you want to see and how do you think returning characters uh come back from the dino crossover uh including rpm episode um if if the dr k does return then i do think that it has something to do with um just the virus with maybe uh mayor daniels i'm wondering if that's if that has anything to do with it goodness what if like the general is like mayor daniels is like great great grandchild or something or great great grandkid um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, I'll be I don't know how that's going to play itself out. For me, it would be fun if the dino crossover was used as like a, a, a pilot episode for for a real soldier. Like I would love to see that as like a leaping off point. But I don't know how they come back. I, I would think maybe Sledge returns. I feel like if anything, maybe we'll have like a character from another season return. Like I feel like Sledge, like another dino themed season. So maybe Sledge winds up returning. Uh, and that uh, that kind of beckons all the dino themed rangers to kind of come out. Uh, as far as um, storylines, you know, I, I'm getting more on board the trend of eventually seeing Betty become a ranger. Maybe even Betty and Ben for a ranger again. Maybe for like a, a, a episode or two. I'm perfectly okay with that. Uh, I would be open to that. You know, I've said this before. Mayor Daniels, uh, along with um, Devin, uh, Devin and Blaze also. Uh, storyline Roxy and Ravi I definitely want to see more of them um, and then really seeing what Ravi and excuse me with Roxy and Blaze are going to be up to uh, I want to see their costumes I, I want to see them like get their upgrades and things like that I want to see how sharp um, they actually look I was actually just talking with Liana the other day um, and uh, so I, yeah, I'm, I think we're definitely going to be doing something really soon here for you guys. Um, hopefully, maybe I'll be able to bring her on here before uh, the season winds up kicking off. So I think we have maybe like two weeks left or so, maybe three weeks. Um, but no, yeah, I think about three weeks. So maybe I'll try and do something. I don't know what she's doing for Valentine's Day, uh, but maybe the week before the show premieres, maybe I'll see if I can try and get her back on. Yeah, maybe I'll try and book that. Maybe I'll book that ahead of time. Um, see if maybe she'll join us either for a live episode uh, or a, a recorded interview or something like that. See what she's comfortable with, but we'll see. Oh, let's see here. Um, Bacon and Sushi also says, with Brian uh, Casentini, Chip Lynn leaving the franchise very soon uh, as senior VP and executive producer writer, and Simon Bennett taking full control of the show, do you think he can pull off bringing Power Rangers to a whole new level, especially if Hasbro, for some reason, decided to renew their contract with Nickelodeon for a third time? Used to be Saban's. We, were, uh, we are still stuck with the same writers since Megaforce, uh, even though they proved themselves uh, with uh, Abyss Morphers for season one 
Um, so do you think he could pull off bringing Power Rangers to a whole new level? Um, you know, I certainly can. I, I, again, I mean, I, I feel like, look, he, he didn't have a Twitter response, right? He did say something along the lines of, you know, while he wasn't necessarily going to address everything on Twitter, he did, you know, he, he did give encouraging words. Um, towards his mindset, towards where he wanted to kind of take the Power Ranger franchise and things like that, um, you know. And again, if any of Simon Bennett's sort of directive directing work on Power Rangers uh, is any indication, um, you, you can kind of see that it feels for the most part that he's he's really open to the idea of at least pushing um, the storytelling envelope a little bit. So hopefully things will get better. Uh, we'll see though. We'll have to see. Uh, and maybe with the idea of a new executive producer uh, and bringing somebody on board, I mean, who knows, maybe with Chip Lynn potentially being phased out as a writer, maybe the other writers um, are phased out also. Uh, and then lastly, do you think Hasbro can pull off the next Power Ranger movie, even if it's another reboot of Mighty Morphin? I know they've done a fantastic job with the Bumblebee movie, not only because it's their own franchise, but they made it comic book accurate with the faces similar to the comics and the timeline uh, take place in the 80s. Hope they do the same thing with Power Rangers. Uh, if they make the right choices, not changing things like 2017 reboot, uh, and perhaps do a pre-screening with the actual Power Ranger fans uh, that were born during MMPR. Uh, I don't know if you necessarily have to do a pre-screen with actual power ranger fans again i think uh if anything maybe if you just do a pre-screening uh i think i think at the end of the day i think the, the the while yes you want to certainly make um power ranger fans happy you certainly also have to appeal to the general public um because it is a general public that certainly goes out there those that aren't that familiar with Power Rangers, you know what I mean? Um, so it, it probably will have to be a nice delicate balance. Like you still want to be able to give your Power Ranger fans something that they can certainly um, enjoy, but you definitely want to make sure that you can have a movie that the people that aren't familiar with Power Rangers or, um, you know, maybe haven't heard too much about them before can sit down uh, and say, damn, you know what? That was a really good movie. I didn't know anything about this franchise, these characters or anything like that, but I had a great time at the film. I'm going to tell my friends. Those are the people that you also um, that your utmost importance really has to come into, because while us as Power Ranger fans, we can amount to, you know, say um, uh, a how I can't remember how much um, how much money the Power Ranger movie made, but imagine if you got the attention of the wider audience, the the general public. That movie could have maybe brought in five hundred million dollars or something along those lines, or four hundred fifty million dollars. You know what I mean? So it's just all about making a movie that not only appeals to Power Ranger fans, but the general public also. So I just I don't necessarily think you need pre screenings for just Power Ranger fans. Maybe some pre screenings just in general. Uh, to kind of see how audience, how it's certainly hitting audiences. Uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, I you know, I think Hasbro for the most part, listen, they did have the Transformers franchise for a while. I, I was a big fan of the first Transformers movie. I kind of enjoyed. Um, I, I honestly, another guilty pleasure film of mine is uh, Transformers Three. Um, I honestly really enjoyed the culmination of that. But those are really the only two Transformer movies that I really enjoyed. But they revamped things. They came out with Bumblebee, which was another, I guess you could say, another Transformer a movie in the Transformer franchise I really enjoyed. Um, so you, clearly they're definitely trying new things. They did just announce two 
scripts are currently being in development for brand new Transformer films. So Paramount and Hasbro are certainly working on a new Transformers film in some capacity. Um, they've got Snake Eyes that's currently in development also because I believe they're doing like a, a reboot of the G.I. Joe franchise also. I, I know they've done some casting announcements and things like that. Hasbro and Paramount have. Um, so I, I do think that they probably have I, – I, I do think that it's capable of them putting together a good film. It's just really going to be dependent on what their mindset is going into it. What's their story going to be? How lighthearted are we really talking, right? I mean they're talking about the idea of taking kids back like a back to the future sort of element sort of thing. Um, if, if that's true and that holds up, you know – what you know what time period are we going back to 80s 90s uh you know uh i'm assuming they said back into the 90s i believe but there's a lot more to it i mean do i think they can pull it off yeah i mean i've seen them pull it off before so we'll see uh zachary have you seen the, uh, the real soldier movie no i have not i will watch it though what power ranger cast would you like to see uh meet their um sentai counterparts You know what would be fun for me? I I honestly think it would be cool. Um, I would love to see Samurai meet Shinkinger. Uh, I, I really would love to see them meet their counterparts. Uh, for me specifically, um, Lauren for sure, or Laura, I, uh, Lauren. I, I really want to see her, like just the Sheba family in general. I really want to see what what their family would be like alongside the family from Shinkinger. Like, though, I, I would like to see that. So, yeah, give me um, Samurai meets Shinkinger, if I could pick. Uh, Jessica Friedman, what would you like to see in the new Power Ranger movie uh, and would like to see one of the Power Ranger spinoffs come back like VR Troopers or Kamen Rider? Um, if I had my... Um, I, I might have answered this one before in regards to if I could have a choice of which Power Ranger spinoff I would like to see come back, um, VR Troopers or Kamen Rider. Uh, you know, listen... <laughs> I know Common Rider is super popular, and I know a lot of people definitely. I, I feel like I don't know if a lot of people, but I feel like I've heard some people make the idea of, uh, like, hey, are, will we ever get like Common Rider adapted? I think that concept would be cool. But for me, VR Troopers, VR Troopers. Um, I, I would like that VR Troopers to just be as original as you could possibly make it, right? Not dependent on any sort of footage. Just give me VR Troopers. That's gonna take the idea and the concept of it now uh, in the 21st century uh, of what VR and virtual reality is like and just where technology has certainly come from now. Um, so I would like to see just a complete original series of VR troopers. No, no old Super Sentai footage, you know, uh, no old footage or anything like that. I just want to see uh, an original story and concept for VR troopers. So I, that's who I would like to see them. That's what, who I would like to see be, being brought back. As far as what I would like to see in the new Power Ranger movie, um, I don't really have like expectations as to what I would like to see. If anything, I would just like just give me a solid cast. You know, I, you know, I I don't know exactly what the budget's gonna be like, but if you can find some really good young up and coming actors, similar to what you did in, I mean, look, look what they did with Power Rangers twenty seventeen, right? I mean, that cast was probably pretty cheap for them to put together, right? And look at how great and talented all of them are and what they've gone on to do with their freaking career. Freaking, I mean, goodness, uh, one of them's a freaking Disney princess now. Like, I mean, come on. So, 
it's uh it's pretty crazy where their careers have have taken them so uh, again i think you know and i think one thing that people really enjoyed at least from the 2017 was was the cast uh and so for me just give me a good talented young cast um that that knows how to act uh and 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 that's all i need i just need good performances uh, and just a, and just a solid story, uh, and and I'll be completely okay with it. I don't necessarily. I know people want cameos. I don't necessarily need cameos. I I don't need all that. I just want you to tell me a, a fantastic story. Uh, Doomsday. Uh, what do you hope to see in the last few episodes of Real Soldier? Um, crayon standing above them all. Um, and then that's about it. And then yep. And then he like throws his green splat at the screen and 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 credits it's over it's over that's how it no um you know i would like to see crayon has some redemption i, I do want to see crayon survive um uh, whether that be the idea of him finally just completely fed up and maybe he winds up helping assist the real soldiers one last time um to help them kind of get over that hump i would be completely okay with that too um you know, I would like to see the Masters return in some capacity, whether it be as a team like Force Ghosts from Star Wars, like a team of Force Ghosts, Force Masters. Um, that would be pretty cool if they kind of came out of nowhere. No one real soldier would be like, what? But okay, Alex, I'll, I'll take it. Um, I, I'm hoping that the series gets a little, continues to get more serious. I feel like it's definitely on that path for sure. Uh, it definitely ha has hit a little bit of a dark element every once in a while. Like Precious is really sort of stepping up. Um, it's taking itself a little bit more serious. We're getting storylines being unfolded. Like I, I want this this mystery um, that's been shrouded over this series for 40 plus episodes to finally start revealing itself. So I, I would like to just start seeing all the pieces uh, kind of coming together. Um, I would like to see Canalo also finally find love or at least hint at the idea that he might meet somebody at the end. Um, and I... I want Melto to talk to me about what's going on with you and Otto, man. What is going on with you and Otto? Like, I feel like you, he wants to have this conversation, but he doesn't know how to have this conversation with this 112 year old person that looks like she's 12, you know, like, um, so I, I'm kind of fascinated to kind of see how that plays itself out. Um, and I really want to know what Ko's moment's going to be. Ko and Bamba fascinate me. I, I will be, I'll be interested in Crayon, Ko, and Bamba to kind of see where their stories lead. Um, I don't know if we're going to get any more deaths. Uh, I, do, I will say this. The preview for this week's episode looks serious, though. I'm not sure if, any, if somebody's not making it out of this season. They've killed somebody off once already. Um, I feel like they're more than capable of doing it again. But who knows? Who knows? But yeah, a couple, just a couple things I would like to see from Real Soldier. Um, and then Doomsday says, I don't know if you watched the entire uh, Time Ranger season, but if you did, who's your favorite Time Ranger? I did not. I did not. I'm just familiar with the gentleman that played him. Um, but uh, other than that, that's it. I have not visited the Time Ranger series yet. Um, but I'm probably going to have to because Time Force is one of my favorite uh, top three uh, seasons for sure of Power Rangers for me. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely one I do want to go ahead and revisit. Um, but I think that will actually do it in regards to the live questions uh, that you guys certainly went ahead and sent in. Uh, so let me jump back over here into this um, chat with you guys. Let's see what's going on here. 
You guys got any big plans this weekend? Look, I know it's a Super Bowl. Um, I don't know if there's any sports fans out there whatsoever, but I'm kind of curious if there are. If there are any sports fans out there, I'm kind of curious as to who you guys have uh, winning the Super Bowl. I want to kind of curious if you have any teams. What are some of your reasons? Uh, let's see here. While, while you guys do that, let me see what's in this live chat. Let me scroll. I got to keep up with you guys. Mike, Mike Knight Heroes in the house. What's up, Mike Knight Hero? What video game company would you like to make Power Ranger game? My choice, Square Enix. Yeah, Square Enix is solid, man. Square Enix is solid. Um, I love me a good Bioware game, though, for sure. Um, I'm all about, like, um, Star Wars and things like that. and Because uh, I think Bioware did, like, Mass Effect, Knights of the Old Republic. Like, I, I, I love things like that. So give me, give me something along those lines. Uh, Doomsday says, I thought GoGo Power Rangers ended or is ending. Um, yes, yeah, so GoGo Power Rangers is ending, I believe, with issue number 32. Uh, I believe they mentioned uh, that that's going to be the April issue, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so we are at 29, 30, 31, 32. So, yeah, this is like going to be like the April uh, edition uh, of gogo power rangers but yeah that will be the last issue um now ryan parrot has said the writer of gogo power rangers says don't worry he's still going to be sticking around for mighty Morphin power rangers uh and that he does have big plans uh for the future of power ranger comic book so uh, i'm assuming maybe they'll probably do another series uh, at some particular point in time to kind of take that spot Uh, Austin the Terminator says, how would you think if Jenna Frank became a Power Ranger in a few years? Um, can she do it or she'll get the job from JDF, similar to Will Smith's son, which people hated? Um, so I'm glad you brought that up, um, uh, Austin the Terminator, um, because if you actually do check out Jenna Frank on her Instagram, if I'm not mistaken, I do believe that she she is a, an accomplished. Uh, does she does she do martial arts also? I can't remember, but I feel like for the most part, like I, I know she's she's very fascinated in regards to acting and things like that. So she's definitely putting herself out there. Right. Um, I mean, granted, it doesn't hurt at the fact that you are JDF's daughter, um, but make no mistake. I mean, I feel like Jenna Frank is quite talented enough to be able to get a role as a Power Ranger if she certainly wanted to. Um, I don't I like the idea of Jenna Frank. Like, I don't think she just takes anything that's kind of handed to her. Um, I, I'm, I've always kind of been on the impression that Jenna Frank is very much like her own woman and like you know she uh, so I, i'm pretty sure her father has definitely prepared her fully um for something along those lines um so i do think it's possible if jenna frank to become a power ranger i honestly honestly if you ask me i do think that would be really amazing um there is something about like that just thinking about the idea of there being like a second generation um, Power Ranger from one of the OGs that wind up joining the Power Ranger team. Now, I don't know if they would like change canon around or something like that or be like, hey, JDF had a, uh, you know, um, Tommy had a daughter. This is actually his daughter, per se. I don't know if they would go that far or not. But um, for me, it would be cool just to kind of see that Power Ranger sort of, sort of runs in the family. Uh, but again, I'm pretty sure Jennifer Frank's more than capable of, of, of doing it, um, regardless of her being um, JDF's daughter uh jb says what says if they do real soldier then that could take place in dino charges um universe given adam um, 
and his talking Tyra Migo. <laughs> yeah, um, I would love that. I, I would love that. Give me a walking uh, and talking Tyra Migo, man. Just get, man, look, where's my dog at? Look, I, I love having my dog gadget. Don't take this personally. I love you. But if I can have a walking robotic T-Rex <laughs> all day, every day, all day, every day. But I love you. I do love you. Just in case she was wondering. <laughs> but yeah, I do love it. But yeah, you're absolutely right there, uh, JB. Uh, that that's definitely a series that could take place in that universe for sure. <laughs> Doomsday says, if I could adapt Moshin Sentai Care Major, I would call it Power Rangers Gem Charge. Do you think it's good or great? <laughs> this, so it's I can't say like if it's terrible. Is that what you're saying? It's got to be good or great. No, I don't mind. I don't mind Gem Charge. I, I don't mind Gem Charge at all. Actually, yeah, I don't mind that at all. Actually. Mr. Porter says some of the actors who want to come back says they couldn't because their union, which Hasbro might be making the show, as I heard, their stunt team is now union. So, so listen, so that's you make a good point, Mr. Porter, for sure. And um, to that, I will say this, and I think I might have mentioned this prior uh, last week or another show, but um, you know, I was watching David Yost on Instagram um, a, a couple weeks ago. And somebody had asked him if he would, in fact, return to Power Rangers. Now, at the time, he he did mention the idea of like, well, Power Rangers is non-union at the moment. Um, but he said, you know, if there's a way that I can overcome that, then I would. You know, he says, for me, he says, when it comes to the union, he says, man, I, I don't I don't like having to do this. But I do think that there's something that he can fill out to allow him to work on a non-union show, I think for maybe a, a short period of time, he seemed hesitant about maybe even suggest uh, suggesting that concept. But then you can kind of hear him say, you know, yes, if he were to do that, then yes, he he would be open to the idea of returning um, to Power Rangers. So uh, I I do think it, you're right. The idea of it not being a part of the union has definitely scared off some actors from even wanting the opportunity to return. Um, but there is certainly a way around it, it seems like, according to David Yost. But if Hasbro is going to be making the show union, then hopefully, if anything, that would just make it easier for them to be able to get some of these returning actors um, who don't want to have to worry about being union or non-union. You know what I mean? Tony Robinson says American Rangers can be created because we have a lot of creative people out here. Yeah, we, we certainly could create uh, American Rangers for sure. Um, I, you know, I don't I don't I think right now maybe it's just cheaper. You know, maybe it's just a little bit more uh, inexpensive for them to do it the way that they've been doing all these years. So. Ask Karoma says, hey, I watch Real Soldiers movies. Um, so everybody's watching it. So clearly, uh, clearly it's out there for consumption. So I'm going to have to go ahead and do that for sure. Uh, Gabriel says, meant to put this on here before you can watch um, the Real Soldier movie on Kiss Asian. So there you go. So, okay. So I, at least I know I can find it on Kiss Asian. Thank you very much for the heads up uh, for the movie, guys. So uh, it is it is Super Bowl weekend. So I may not get it to it this weekend, but I'll definitely work on it this week for sure. 
who knows? Maybe I'll have it up for next week's episode of uh, Real Soldier for you guys. Actually, a Real Soldier for you guys. Actually, let me just double check here. When is? I'm just want to give you guys a heads up here. the The weekend of Valentine's Day, the 15th, guys. Just a heads up. Um, I may not. There may not be an episode of A Plus Hero Report that weekend. So just remember that. Um, and I'll remind you guys next week too. Um, Saturday. Um, February 15th. Um, there's probably not going to be an episode of A Plus More Phenomenal. Just so you guys are aware. Listen, it's it's Valentine's Day weekend, guys. That week, you know, I've been I've been a single guy for like two years or so um, before I actually decided to maybe start getting back into the dating scene and things like that. You know, over the past few months, I've had the opportunity to meet somebody really awesome. We've kind of been growing together a little bit. You know, hanging out, going out on dates every once in a while. So we've just been really growing something special. And so I think I'm I think maybe this this Valentine's Day maybe we'll do something really nice. So um, considering the fact that. I, th I feel like when it comes to like when you're a personality on YouTube and you're really trying to grow and build sort of a business for yourself, it, it is really important that you have somebody like the person that you date or you find yourself with it really has a, a really great understanding of what you're trying to achieve for yourself and what you're trying to build and the connection that you have with all these different types of communities and things like that. Right. So, um, it's really important to find somebody that's super understanding about those things um, to be able to be, live your dream. But for me, myself also, I still have to remember um, to be able to still be able to make time for people. You know what I mean? So especially on important occasions and important days and things like that. So. Um, so, yeah. So um, the 15th of February, no A plus more phenomenal. Um, but after that, I'm pretty sure we'll, uh, everything will be fine. If anything, maybe that following weekend, I'll see if I can talk with Liana and see if I can maybe get her on the show for us guys. Cross our fingers, cross our fingers. Uh, Joseph, Dan, what's up, Joseph? I appreciate you stopping by. Uh, Chiplin better not be done with Power Rangers. Uh, he needs to be there to keep balance between the old and new. Chiplin should be president of Power Rangers brand. <laughs> hey, Joseph, hey, I appreciate the comment, man. Thank you very much. But yeah, I, I agree. Listen, I, I, I really hope that Chin Chiplin isn't completely ousted, right? I, I hope he doesn't leave. I mean, look, I get it. He, you know, he's been affiliated with Power Rangers for such an incredibly long time. I would get it if he would want to move on and do other things for himself. I would totally respect that. Um, but, you know, as a fan and as somebody that's used to the Chip Lynn legacy and what he's brought to Power Rangers, um, you're right. Sometimes it is important to be able to just have um, that that uh, not necessarily mediator mediator, but like just that uh, that person that still has that connection to the old ways there, right? Like as a mentor in a sense, right? Somebody that you can bounce ideas off of, somebody that can still keep that balance uh, between everything um, by still having that Power Ranger mindset for the company and the franchise, but also other people that are brand new and have fresh ideas that will help build upon uh, you know what Chip Lynn has helped kind of build already. So. You know, I, I, again, Chiplin hasn't come out and said, yes, I'm completely phasing out or, you know, I'm just phasing out to maybe just a little bit of a lesser role, but I'm still going to be prominent with Power Rangers. We certainly don't know until it actually comes out from Chiplin's mouth, but you can definitely tell and feel that there there is a new wave of management kind of coming through uh, and, and, and maybe, you know, new things certainly changing for the brand and the franchise certainly going forward doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing but uh, it, it is change it is change 
Uh, Austin the Charmander says, for the 2021 reboot movie of Power Rangers by Hasbro, would you like if they had the nod to the 2017 movie by showing stock footage of the actors in the small screen? I know some fans hate the 2017 film. No, I don't. I don't necessarily think you need to. Um, no need in reminding people, right? Like the idea is that you're trying to have a fresh start here. Um, you know, you don't want to go back and be like, hey guys, remember this movie back in 2017 that we tried and and it, I don't want to say it failed, but honestly, I mean, at the end of the day, it failed because their ideas of what they wanted to do with this franchise, it didn't come to fruition. So I don't think you remind people about it. I think if anything, at the end of the day, you just, you just gotta, you, you gotta move forward. So no, I don't necessarily need a, a cameo from, from that cast or anything. Uh, the A Games 10, Adam, do you think uh, they will release the Beast Morphers DVD when uh, get to that time? Um, I hope so. I, I hope so. I I'm assuming Hasbro will probably still um, shout, you know, maybe maybe they'll still have a deal with Shout Factory that goes out and, you know, does a lot of their um, their DVDs and things like that. So I certainly hope so. Uh, let's see here. It says, um, uh, Bacon and Sushi says, if Ben and Betty do become Power Rangers or it's either one of them, I know fans will start calling out the actor of Ben, uh, who is a big person. But if Ben does become a Power Ranger, I hope he has focused episode like where he struggles with his weight and feels like he's not right to be a Power Ranger, uh, but wants to be a superhero. That would be an amazing story to tell uh, in character development for Ben uh, and for the actor himself, uh, Cosme Flores. Um, I mean, yeah, this, it definitely depends on what kind of lesson or life lesson you're certainly trying to teach in an episode like that, you know. Um, I, you know, I in today's day and age, man, you never know, especially when you're trying to tell a, a, a story like that, right? I mean, I really haven't seen, like for me, it would just be, well, I don't want to say it would be weird, but like for Cosme, I haven't really seen his character, Ben, like he hasn't really come across as insecure about his weight. You know what I mean? Um, in the series, at least, or at least I don't feel as though he's he's come across with it, like it's a worry of his. So it might feel a little bit out of, out of place um i mean i get what you're saying just because maybe social media because listen it's social media it's a it's a place where assholes hang out i mean i'm not saying assholes but like because i hang out there too and a lot of people hang out it's like it's it's where a lot of negativity hangs out and if you're if you're on social media long enough um sometimes it'll either have an effect on you or it, it just it just becomes way too overwhelming um and so maybe i'm sure he'll probably get some flack on on twitter at some point in time but that's the type of stuff you just have to completely ignore man or just or or stand up for yourself you know what i'm saying like stand up for yourself and then just completely ignore it but um i mean i don't necessarily think that they need to make that the focus of an actual episode uh unless it's something that he eventually winds up having an insecurity about but um yeah ben doesn't seem as though that's like an issue for him in this in the series at least Uh, Doomsday says I'm watching Super Bowl for sure. Uh, JB says what says I'm uh, I'm still bummed about Kobe man. Uh, hey man, you and me both. JB says what um, uh, Kobe? Uh, it's um it's unreal. Like I've still been trying to wrap my head around it. And to be honest, I haven't really watched. Like I'm on YouTube a lot, 
I have a couple reactors and think you know a couple subscriptions and channels that I, I watch regularly a lot of sports channels uh, and my entire YouTube feed for like and still is is just Kobe Bryant stuff and I I've, I've just I've just avoided a majority of all that stuff there like there are select people um, in the industry that I respect and that I um I, I know might have had really strong connections with Kobe that I'll, I'll definitely listen to. But I, I just can't. I can't listen. I can't watch all that stuff. Like I just can't because it's, it's so heartbreaking to watch. You know, especially the fact that the man was one. He was forty-one years old. Um, he passed away alongside uh, his daughter, who was what thirteen, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there was also like another family, I believe, like a whole family lost like their mother and and father and things like that on the plane too. Like it's just a really tragic. This is a really tragic incident overall for everybody involved with that family, you know, but when it comes to, to Kobe, you know, I tell people all the time, like, I, you know, I, I've never been growing up when I used to grow up in New York and New Jersey. I probably watched basketball a lot when I was up there. I was always a baseball guy. But the secondary sport that I would watch growing up was basketball. And I grew up in the time when Michael Jordan was out here just crushing it. You know what I'm saying? Um, getting just championships after championships. I remember watching a lot of the playoffs and the finals and watching Michael Jordan just dominate the scene. And it was always one of those things where it's just like, you know, will we ever see anybody like Michael Jordan ever again sort of thing? And you have to remember, you know, me growing back up in the 80s and the 90s and things like that is completely completely different mentality than what we have now where you have all these amazing athletes like LeBron and like Steph Curry, right, and like Kawhi Leonard. And, I mean, the list goes on and on about just some of the stellar athletes. But Kobe Bryant really separated himself, like, from everybody else when he showed up onto the scene. What, 17 years old, straight out of high school? I've never seen anything like that done before, right? Like, yeah, I know LeBron came out of high school, but Kobe came out of high school too. Like, and for me, I'd never seen anything like that before. Um, and you want to talk about somebody who really not only built their career of wanting to be like Mike, Michael Jordan, but also wanting to be better than Michael Jordan and wanting to prove that he could be like Michael Jordan. And every time you watch this man step onto the basketball court, you could see it. You could like his his, you know, his Mamba mentality and his lifestyle is as real as it absolutely gets. And you growing up for me watching him on the basketball court, you can see that playing itself out when he's winning championships left after, you know, right after left after right after left. I mean, just five championships. What Michael Jordan had what, six? Uh I mean, Kobe wind up pulling up five. I mean, so come on, man. I mean, he was just an amazing talent. Uh, you know, I do wish that I followed his career a little bit more after um, he retired from basketball. Um, but some of the stuff that I have been learning about him over the past several days about, you know, him, you know, teaching his daughter basketball, you know, and being more involved with the the W the WNBA uh, and helping out there and, and giving his guidance and his assistance and things like that. Like just his love for, for basketball and the fact that he was so dominant. And so incredible in one aspect of his life and that at the age of 41, he still had that mentality to be just as good as he was at basketball, but at a different aspect in his life. Um, it, it's it's crazy to know that that got cut short. 
the fact that you know Kobe Bryant was going to go on to do just just as much incredible things off the court as he certainly did on the court. And, um, uh, you know, when you have somebody that that's young, that um, has that much promise that, you know, can affect a lot of people's lives for the positive in the long run, sort of taken away too soon. Um, that's that's what hurts. Uh, that that's I think is what um, is really is really startling uh, for for if anything if anything. And then again, and then the the notion of his daughter being taken away. And I think they were traveling to like his, a traveling basketball game for his daughter and things like that. Uh, who was trying to be just like her dad. I mean that's uh, yeah that's it's a hard pill to swallow. Like I'm not even a father, man. Like and I don't have a family or anything like that. But I just. Um, I, I couldn't imagine what that's like, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, um, I'm uh, changing the subject here because my eyes are getting a little bit watery. Uh, Scott, Scott says, I'm not watching, uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, Hey, I don't, it's okay. Scott It's football's not for everybody though. Football's not for everybody, but you know what? Rest in peace, Mamba, uh, for Kobe Bryant, man. Just wanted to say that real quick. Uh, rest in peace. And, um, you know, I didn't know the guy or anything like that personally, um, but prayer is definitely out to his friends and his, especially his family. I'm sure his wife is devastated and his daughters as well. So um, everybody just send, out, send a quick prayer to that family for sure and just and everybody involved in that helicopter crash. Uh, Cody Cannon. What's up, Cody? Good to see you, man. I hope you're, I hope your show's doing well also. Um, I want to come back on your show and talk some movies with you one day, man. Um, Cody says respawn is doing awesome right now with fallen order. Um, I'm, I'm loving fallen order. I am stuck on fallen order just a little bit though. Uh, I'm on Dathomir. I'm facing off against, uh, you know, the, I'm assuming it's probably the last villain. Um, I have a little bit of a difficulty there. Um, but you also say an Apex Legend, so they'd be cool for a PR game. Uh, Insomniac uh, would, uh, I would let do anything after Spider-Man. Uh, Bioware, uh, which is one that I mentioned, Na uh, Naughty Dog, Square Enix would be cool. Uh, you also, uh, and just not Beth, uh, Bethesda. <laughs> uh, I feel you there, Cody, for sure. I'm eager to see what uh, everybody has up their sleeve for uh, E3 this year, for sure. Uh, the Immortal Red Fox. What's up, the Immortal? Good to see you, Red Fox. <laughs> Good to see you, bro. Um, thank you very much for popping on in, man. Uh, I appreciate it. Hey, when this weather starts getting getting nicer again, uh, I definitely going to come out and check out your um, your shooting, uh, see what your production and things and stuff are like. Uh, uh, Austin the Terminator says, "Is there a plus hero report tomorrow? Will it be Stuart with you or the Legend Indy? <laughs> uh, tomorrow will be Stuart with me. Um, and yes, there will be an a plus hero report episode tomorrow at noon Central Time. Um, so Stuart will be with me tomorrow. Um, Indy, in fact, does have to work, so they they just kind of swap out weekends." And uh, if I can have all three of them, I'll try and see if I can have all three of them uh, every now and then for sure. Uh, 
Oh, the A games. I'm sorry, A games. You said I missed the word who in your question because you said you said who do you think will release the Beast Morphers DVD uh, when they get to that time? That's a that's a good question. I was thinking Shout Factory, um, but maybe not. Uh, are they has Shout Factory closed down or is Shout 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 Factory not doing their thing anymore? Uh, I'm not sure. Who do you think will release the Beast Morphers DVD when they get to that time? Yeah, I don't know, man. Sorry about that, day Games. Johnny Marrero, hey, Adam, what do you hope to see for Season 2 episode of Beast Morphers Believe It or Not? I feel like that's a, like a Ripley's Believe It or Not. Um, believe it or not, I thought Episode 2 was um, Save Our Shores or something along those lines. I don't really know, Johnny. I haven't even seen a, a trailer yet, man. I have no idea what I would see in that Believe It or Not. Maybe Mayor Daniels starts acting weird, and they're like, no, I can't believe Mayor Daniels would do something like that. Well, believe it or not, he did. No, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Austin says, I wonder how season two of Beast Morphers will start off. I hope we don't see Steel in his Ranger suit without his helmet. Remember that last time? Yes, I, I do. <laughs> I try and forget about that scene, but yes, I do. Uh, I do remember that. Yes. Uh, Dante, we'll get this in podcast form. Um, yeah, sure. Um, I'll have some time today. So once I'm done with this, Dante, I'll go ahead and just whenever it's uploaded fully, uh, I'll go ahead and rip the audio. Um, and I'll, if anything, I'll put a link in the description box below uh, where you guys can actually uh, listen to the podcast form for this, guys. Ooh, the A game says we got uh, description for believe it or not. Ooh, we did get title. We got, I remember we got the title names. I didn't know we got descriptions. Let's see here. Beast Morpher season two. Let's see here. Oh, see, uh, well, that, okay, I'll have to see if I can find the website for it, because uh, Den of Geeks from January 25th, they didn't have an episode description. Um, I'll have to look into it, but I'll definitely go ahead and look into it, now that you mentioned it, though, for sure. Um, the more Red Fox says, shooting the finale on February 23rd in Dallas, uh, if you are down to join, February 23rd, February 23rd. Ooh, I'll um I'll definitely hit you up, Red Fox. Um, I might be able to pull that off, um, because I would like to be. Yeah, I might be able to pull that off. Um, but I'll hit you up, uh, Red Fox for sure. Uh, 
Um, Austin the Terminator says, um, if you had to guess, which episode numbers do you think will get Dr. K and the Dino crossover? Would you be surprised if we gotten an extra team up that we didn't expect? A Dino crossover? I want to say I think maybe one of those might be a um, a mid-season finale. Mm, not mid-season, but like a summer hiatus finale maybe. So if I had to guess, I would say... I'm going to say Dino Team Up comes first. I'll say episode seven or eight. And then as far as the, if we do get the Dr. K one, I think that'll probably be like sixteen, seventeen. 17. I like 17. Maybe. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, let me like 17, 16, 17, later half for sure. Uh, Cody Cannon says, I might be playing Modern Warfare right now, uh, not playing Jedi Fallen Order yet. Uh, let me know what you what you do when you do. I, I would love to uh, hear about that. I uh, would love to chat with uh, with you about movies. Uh, yeah, man, definitely, for sure. I, um, uh, yeah, I love talking movies for sure. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris Brandon, what's up, Chris? Uh, thoughts on Star Trek Picard? Haven't watched it yet. Haven't watched it yet, but I, um, I definitely will. <laughs> the A games. Hey, man, listen, a, the A games. I've slept a lot since then, man. <laughs> I will, I will look it up. That's just weird. It's weird though, because I, I thought I would have remembered that, but um, I do apologize about that, man. Because I'm looking online, I'm like, where's? I can't even see it on here. But no, I'll definitely look it up for sure, man. Because I feel like we probably even highlighted them here on the show uh, when we did the fun was the futon critic, wasn't it? One, I just don't remember what the the synopsis is said. So I'll have to I'll look them up again though for sure. But yeah, I, I've slept a lot since then. The A games for sure. <laughs> Um, but hey, other than that, guys, I think that'll probably wrap it up for us uh, this week, man. Um, I'm super pumped uh, for Kira Major coming up. Uh, we've got Beast Morphers that's going to be around the corner here soon, guys. Uh, I'm really excited to kind of see what they have in store for us for sure. Um, but guys, at the end of the day, uh, these are just always my A-plus opinions in regards to this particular week's stories and reviews. At the end of the day, I always want to know yours. So please let me know your particular thoughts uh, in regards to all this week's news, uh, the comic book issues and things like that in the comment section box below, guys. But um, other than that, that will certainly do it for us here today at A-plus More Phenomenal. As always, guys, listen, I really appreciate each and every one of you guys coming through from everybody that winds up sending me uh, new news information uh, that winds up joining us for a live chat that's got a comment that hits that like button for us all of you guys uh, we certainly would not be here if it definitely wasn't for you so I definitely appreciate each uh, you guys each and every week and we will in fact be back later on this week with a brand new real soldier review and of course a plus more phenomenal for you guys next Saturday as well at noon central time so certainly join us then so until then guys do me a big favor take care of yourselves take care of each other May the power protect you, and I'll talk with you guys later. Keep it A+. Bye.